This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom to veto UFW bill. Voters lukewarm on farm water. And survey shows drought worsening. Newsom signals veto of card check. Governor Newsom indicated on Friday he would not sign AB 2183 in its current form. The governor's press office issued a statement raising concerns about protecting the integrity of the election and said the bill assumes government cannot effectively enforce existing laws. The governor is eager to support policies to make it easier for workers to organize, according to a spokesperson. The announcement came as the United Farm Workers marched to the Capitol in support of the bill. Several other unions organized workers in solidarity with Teamsters, nurses, and longshoremen in attendance. Democrats took to the street to march or to the stage to praise farm workers and push Newsom to sign the measure. UFW President Teresa Romero pledged to keep marching until such legislation on mail-in voting and card check becomes law. If the governor refuses to sign our bill, we'll be back and will be much harder, pledged Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher, who leads the California Labor Federation, an umbrella organization that includes UFW. Like its predecessor last year, AB 2183 has gained broad support in the legislature. Senate pro tem Tony Adkins has participated in the march and rallies, and Assembly member Anthony Rendon welcomed Romero to the Assembly floor. Now remember, last year Newsom vetoed AB 616 just before UFW completed a march to the Capitol. The group pivoted and demonstrated at the French Laundry, highlighting Newsom's earlier controversy over social distancing during the pandemic. Water shortage viewed as extremely serious. According to a new UC Berkeley survey, 71% of Californians see the water shortage as extremely serious, while 23% said somewhat serious. Just 40% of the 9,000 voters said it has directly affected them, down 18% from a 2015 poll. Jay Lund, a UC Davis engineering professor, attributed that sentiment to urban water agencies being more successful in preparing for the drought this time. Slightly more than a quarter of the respondents felt agricultural water users were doing their part to conserve, though nearly the same shared the opposite view. Nearly half of the voters were critical of business and commercial users, while 42% blamed residential water users. Farm Bureau survey shows drought impact worsening this year. Drought in the American West, Southwest, and Central Plains hit farmers and ranchers hard last year. But a new survey from the American Farm Bureau Federation shows the situation has worsened this year as more producers are abandoning scorched crops, destroying orchard trees, and paying for livestock feed. Ranchers are having to go farther and pay more for hay, while farmers are digging more wells because surface water supplies have dried up. The situation is worst, Farm Bureau says, in Texas, New Mexico, Oregon, and Nebraska. 
Just one of the many disheartening results of the survey from 17 states shows 37% of respondents are tilling under crops lost to drought this year, up from 24% last year. Cotton is one of the crop's hardest hit. Texas farmers are expected to harvest only about 1.8 million tons of cotton this year, less than half of the 4.3 million acres they planted, according to Kara Bishop, Director of Communications for Plains Cotton Growers. Recommendations on Snake River Dam. Washington Governor Jay Inslee and Senator Patty Murray announced on Thursday of last week that the energy and navigation benefits currently provided by four dams on the Lower Snake River would need to be replaced before they'll support breaching them to restore salmon populations. After analyzing the results of a 10-month-long study looking at how to revive dwindling salmon populations, neither Democratic policymaker would rule out breaching as an option. Both, however, believe that investments in the region's transportation network and electrical grid need to happen before breaching could be, quote, credibly considered by policymakers in the future. Key infrastructure and energy investments must be in place before we can seriously consider breach, Murray said. Still, specific salmon runs are struggling, and breach is an important option that could help save the salmon, and we cannot under any circumstances allow the extinction of salmon to come to pass. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Drought ravages cotton, and it could get worse. West Texas farmer Rex Kennedy lost his entire 10,000 acres of cotton this year after more than a year of virtually no precipitation. He's still praying for rain even after giving up on this year's crop. Now he's fighting to keep the dry winds near Lubbock from taking away his soil in hopes that a rainy September might replenish the subsoil that's been sucked so dry that even irrigation could not sustain his cotton this year. West Texas is the biggest cotton-producing region of the state, and Texas is the largest cotton state in the nation. Those facts were both evident in the August edition of USDA's World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates report. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA, Chinese barriers significantly limit U.S. ag potential. As big a market as China is for U.S. agriculture, it could be bigger. USDA economists estimate that removing China's non-tariff trade barriers would result in dramatic increases in sales of pork to China and substantially more shipments of wheat, beef, and corn as well. A study by the Economic Research Service estimates that domestic pork purchases in China exceeded the international price by 200 to 300 percent because of existing barriers. Removing those barriers could boost China's pork imports by 117% in the first year and 402% in 5 to 10 years, the study found. Other impacts from removing China's non-trade barriers, corn imports increased nearly 13% in the first year, 91% in 5 to 10 years. Beef imports rise 25% of the first year and 46% in 5 to 10 years. Wheat imports jump 48% of the first year and 249% in 5 
to 10 years. Now take note, the study did not address soybeans and cotton. In those cases, the difference between Chinese domestic and foreign prices are relatively small, the study says. Well, here's today's He Said It. There's a housing crisis because we have too many jobs in this state. Assemblymember Bill Quirk of Hayward reasoning that the state's climate policies have not hurt employment as he made the case for ratcheting up the state's goal for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 29th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.